We get to see what's on the other side of the portal and we get to find out just exactly who Arietta is. You are listening to And If Love Remains, a unique show spotlighting people, ideas, science, culture, and art. Your host, Mike Lovett. Mike Lovett. Hi, and welcome to And If Love Remains. I am your host, Mike Levitt, and I have a very special guest today. Um, We're going to be talking to Betsy Love. Betsy is an author and um, is the author of of many books, but she's working on a new series now um, under the pen name of Lizzie Ann Love, and the book is part of the Mystic's Tale series. Um, It's a fantasy book. We're going to talk about that and writing in general, all kinds of fun stuff. Welcome to the show, Betsy. Hi, thanks for having me, Mike. It's really fun to be here. Ah, it's my pleasure. It's it's so great to have you. Now, we've known each other for a while, and it was fun kind of catching up and and doing, uh, you know, getting to see what, what new things you're doing. Um, talk to me about a little bit, um, let the audience know, I know you, but my audience probably doesn't. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, your writing, um, what... Uh, um, what are some of the things that you've you've done and written and uh, and how you got started with that? Okay, well, my first experience was when I was just a little girl. I don't even know how old I was. It was before I even started school. My mom would take a pen or a pencil and she would create these little loop-de-loops. And I learned later that those were words and I would try and mimic those. And all through elementary school, junior high, high school, I loved creating little stories and my English teacher my create actually she was my creative writing teacher just loved everything I wrote and she said someday Betsy you're going to be published and she also encouraged me to submit some of my writing to literary magazines now mind you that was back in the 70s when there was no digital age and (laughs) I was too chicken to actually send anything in and then when I married my dear sweet husband he's my biggest fan and um, he would let me go to the library while he watched the kids and I would write by hand and then my sister would type it up now that first story a full-length story I created my um, we'll never see the light of day it just won't it's just <laughs> really just kind of my practice story might get my feet wet do you do you think everybody every author has to have a practice story I think so. Everybody I've talked to says, I have a story that'll never see the light of day. But, um, and I can't remember who it was that said it, and it might have been Stephen King, but don't quote me on that. But um, someone said, to be a good writer, you have to write a million words, and then you have to write a million more. So I think I'm in my second million at least. (laughs) So. (laughs) So, So you're getting pretty good then. Well, I hope so i get good reviews <laughs> on my books but yes. you know i think every author reads their their book at least i don't know a hundred or more times and they think who's going to read this drivel <laughs> and then you get the reviews and people get say oh it's wonderful and it is wonderful writing i've, I've read several of your books um oh, thank I, you. oh yes it, it is i now i'm ex- i am curious um and maybe this use this this new uh, series 
as as an example, like how do you come up with ideas and and where do you because because you've written you know lots of different you know kind of genre type type stuff. What 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 inspired you? What inspires you to enough to go? Oh, I need to write that. Oh gosh, it's kind of hard to say where that idea originally came from, but I was writing it. I started writing it clear back in like 2006, I want to say, and I would dabble with it here and there. And as I was writing other things, and at the time that I started writing it, people were saying, Oh, fantasy's not that big. It's not that great. You know, we want other things. And so I had submitted a book and to several different um, publishers. And they said, no, no, thank you. Your writing is good, but we're not interested in this story. And I got mad and I said, all right, well, what are they writing? Well, at the time, mystery, suspense, especially with elements of romance in it was really huge. And so in my state of frustration, I said, I'm going to write a mystery suspense. Now, at the time, I didn't have any idea what I was going to write about. And then I started telling my daughter this um, about this book that my mother started reading to me, and she never finished it. And my daughter said, well, mom, why don't you write your own ending? And that's how Identity was born. So I wrote my own ending on that one. And then- I don't think I knew that. Oh, it's out of print. Um, I'm in the process of getting my rights back on it. Oh, good. So I should have a contract in the mail any day now. So, <laughs> and then I can republish it. And I don't know that I will. I've, I had a couple of ideas for sequels to it, but I've kind of lost interest in that genre. Uh-huh. And I'm just, I'm just having so much fun writing other things. Right. Right. So this is so this new series um, is is a young adult urban fantasy. And so so that means it's fantasy, but it takes place in the city. I assume that's what what you're talking about. Yeah, kind of. Um, (laughs) I live I live up here in the White Mountains in Sholo now. Um, we've been here a little less than a year and a half, and we just love it up here. Well, when we used to go vacationing up here, we would go camping out at a place called Brown Creek, and we would hike the stream up to this huge monolithic rock that just juts out of the out of the forest floor. There's no rhyme or reason for it to be there. It's probably about six to eight feet wide and probably about 15 to 20 feet tall. And it's just kind of round and it's got all these cool crags in it. And I looked at that and my son was actually with us and he was drawing a picture of it. And he said, mom, he said, wouldn't this be cool if this was a portal to somewhere? And man, that just sparked my imagination. And I, I thought, what's on the other side of that portal? So that's what really got my imagination sparked. And so I was teaching high school up here at the time. And I just love teenagers. I just think they are the bomb. And I was you know, just kind of playing with some ideas. And I thought, well, what if, of course, that's a, an author's favorite phrase. And I said, well, what if there's a mystic on the other side of this? And what if he brings a dragon's egg? And what if he gives it to my main character to hatch? 
And so that's where that story kind of started. um, So she has all kinds of adventures. And I love her dragon. Of course, he's just a baby dragon and he talks baby talk, but he connects with her little brother who's not quite two years old. And they just have this little bond. And this dragon has an enchantment put over him. So he looks like the family dog. Mm. And so everybody calls him, you know, the dog. Right. But but uh, J.W., the little brother, calls him Ducky. And um, so she mistakenly thinks, oh, he's saying doggy, but he can't pronounce it. And he says, no, not doggy, ducky. And um, so oh. she begins to think maybe he sees this dragon for what it really is. And and uh, so that's kind of where that started. And there's lots of lots of intrigue, lots of battling, lots of creatures from the other side who come through the portal and and uh it was it's been a lot of fun to write oh it sounds like it yeah i finished it about two years ago and i uploaded it and then i decided to change my name or publish it under my pen name and so i gave it a new cover and a new pen name and it seems to be doing okay so Oh, that's wonderful. So the name of the book is The Dragon Keeper. And the new one that, that's coming out is uh, The Dragon Keeper's Destiny. Is that right? Yes, that's correct. Oh. And um, we get to see what's on the other side of the portal. And we get to find out just exactly who Arietta is. Wow. So Arietta, is that the main character? That is the main character. On this, on... In the current book, um, The Dragon Keeper, they call her Loretta. That's her name. Okay. But she has a destiny, and she finds out that her real name is Arietta. And so she and her friends go through the portal, and they get to see what's on the other side. They run into ogres. They meet the fairies. They, you know, meet all kinds of mythical creatures, and we find out why the mythical creatures are on that side of the portal. And in book three, I'm about halfway through writing. I'm a little over halfway through writing book three, and uh, that will be a time travel. And And we find out why the portal is there. Do you, do you think this will be a, a, a three-book series, or do you have plans for more than three? Well, I have a three-book series planned, and I, I kind of want to wrap up the whole series in three books, but I'm thinking of having some spinoffs yeah. because, you know, we don't really know what goes on while Arietta's at school um, with her brother and the dragon. So I thought it would be fun to write some short little novelettes about the mischief that they might get into. Um, I can see a romance blooming between two of the side characters. So I don't plan on writing these huge full-length characters with any spinoffs. They'll just be little novelettes to just to fill in some of the backstory and just have some fun with it. Now, when you're writing, do you... um... 10 do you is is how much of a mystery is the story to you do you tend to outline everything or do you let it kind of unfold or what what's that process like for you well the story unfolds for me um 
I kind of know where I'm going with the story as far as how it's going to end. But as far as the process, I have a lot of times I have no idea how I'm going to get there. I'm what you would call a pantser for sure. And um, I wrote a book called Plotting for Pantsers for anybody who wants to see what my method or what the madness is to my method anyway. So, yeah. I'm okay. a total pantser and it's it's a lot of fun. It's a pan- also a- and a pantser means you you've kind of flying by the seat of your pants, I I take it. Absolutely. So a you- lot of people call it um organic writing. Okay. Some people call I like it pantser dis- better. <laughs> <laughs> Some people call it discovery writer because you're discovering it um as you go along and so it's a lot of so fun I would, because sometimes I, mean, I just don't know. I would think I, I, as a you know musician, you know, I try to put my and as a composer, I try to like put myself in. It, it's a kind of a different thing than than putting myself in a character. I guess in some when I write a, when I've written musicals, I've done that, but I kind of know where everything's going before I write the music. Um, and so it, it's got to be interesting. Like you, you, you kind of have to put yourself in Loretta's shoes and and like see the world as she would see it in order to to write like that i would think right yeah i do um i've really gotten to know her character as i've written this and the more i write her the more i like her and um yeah she's been she's been a lot of fun to climb inside her head and travel in her shoes and so i tried i tried outlining one book and by chapter two, this character showed up and I said, who the heck are you and what are you doing in my book? <laughs> and um, I don't know if you've read Soulfire, but it was um, yeah, the that... character of, of the harlot. I was like, what are you doing in my book? So and she totally not she didn't hijack the story, but she hijacked the plot, of, yeah. you know, of one of the characters. And so it was a lot of fun to write her in <laughs> when I had never intended for her to be there. Oh, that's fabulous. Oh, that's wonderful. Um, what a fun discovery. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. When um, uh, I wanted to ask you, and, and, and I want to talk more about, you, about your book, but I do have a question about like publishing in the modern age. Um, you know, you, you've had books, sounds like you've had some books published by publishers to kind of more traditional publishers. Um, and then you've also self-published. Um, like as as people who maybe want to get into writing and, and want to publish, you know, what's the benefit? Like where, how do you see the, the world kind of going? I'm um, having kind of been in both those worlds. Right. Um, my first two books were published traditionally and and I didn't like that they kept so much of my royalties. I mean, granted, they did the editing and they did the cover art and, you know, they did the, those things and the formatting and everything that goes within with, with publishing a book, but they did no marketing. And I found that I was having to do all the work of trying to get people to buy my book. And so I thought, why don't I just take on the entire role and keep more of the royalties? Um, But I wasn't quite ready to go completely indie. And so I stopped publishing through my original publisher and I went to um, a small press and I've been friends with the editors and um, publishers for quite some time. And they just... 
I just love them. They, they will be forever deep, deep in my heart of appreciation because they're the ones that encouraged me to go indie. And they told me, as long as you're writing, we will publish everything you write because we love what you write. And that just made me feel so good. And then when I um, put, I posted on Facebook that I was going to publish my next book myself. And, and I got a private message from the, um, from my editor. And she said, you're not going to publish through us anymore. And I said, are you mad at me? And she said, Oh, heck no. She said, I'm <laughs> so excited for you. This is just a great step for you. And, and every time I have a new book come out, she will say, Oh, this is so exciting. I can't wait to read this one. And, and because they have been so wonderful and they've returned all of my files for all of the books that they've edited. Um, I am, I give them a free book of any book that comes out that I've published. So yeah. I appreciate them a, so much. Yeah, what a wonderful relationship to have, you know, and and that's that's really neat that they encouraged you to do that. That that's got to be kind of unusual in today's world. It is world. unusual. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, because I'm still fighting. I've had to fight for about three years to get my rights back on my first three books, and uh, and I'm finally starting to see some headway with that. Good. How's um and and how how what has been the experience like self-publishing as far as like I mean obviously you have to do you have to you're gonna you're having to do more of the formatting you're gonna have to you know it's all on you if it is if it's up if it is to be it's up to me um, exactly exactly what, and how, it's hard hard work um, I didn't I just kind of dabbled at it you know you've heard poking at it with a stick yeah. well that's what I've done for the last two years being an indie author. And with my husband getting close to retirement, I said, you know what, I've got to get my act together. And so I bought me a planner, it's called Author Productivity. And I love the way it's laid out. And I've done all these, you know, I listened to all these um, in other indie authors, I listened to how to publish, how to do this, how to do that, where do I go for this? And that because it's it is it's all on me. And I did hire a cover artist. I was trying to do my own covers and they looked very amateurish. And I said, you know what? I'm just going to bite the bullet and pay a cover designer. And she does a beautiful job. And I just love what she does. Yeah, the the, the one I see here on Amazon for the Dragon Keeper is a beautiful cover. It's just gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. well, that image of the dragon I yes. sent to my daughter-in-law, who's a graphic artist, and I said, I need for him to be purple, and I need for this, and I need for that, and I need the dragon sitting on her hand. And so she did all these tweaks for me, um, because that same image is on the first cover of the book. But then when I sent it to the designer, I said, I really would like to keep the dragon in the model of, you know, the girl holding the dragon in yeah. her hand. And so she did, and she just the the font, the the back cover, the layout, everything is just beautiful. And so, I'm getting ready to do a cover reveal on the second book, and I can't wait to share that. Whoa, that's exciting! That's so fun! That's great. What now? The other aspect, the other I guess business aspect when it comes to um, you know book and being an author today um, is like getting yourself. Known like the, the the good news about Amazon and and self publishing is that like it's 
anybody can do it. The bad news is that anybody can do it. <laughs> and so, and so there, there are millions. So how, what's your, what is your strategy for, for getting the word out marketing, trying to, you know, have yourself seen above the crowd? Well, one, there's, there's so many pieces to the puzzle. It feels like you're putting together a thousand piece puzzle and you got to come up with the edges first. And so I think that is the biggest edge is your, your author branding and your social media presence and all of those things but without being um, by my book, by my book, by my book in your face all the time. And I have found that by just interacting with other people and, you know, like in my Instagram account, I'm, I've grown my followers there and, um, <clears throat> and I'm just creating fun videos. I started TikTok. I swore I swore I would <laughs> never get involved. Right. I, I thought it was the evil bane, you know, <laughs> that only only junk was on there. And, right. You know, and but I have found that the algorithms that the more readers I um, follow and interact with and like their videos, that's what's showing up on my feed. And I'm finding that, I mean, in one month time, I went from one follower, which was my sweet daughter, up to 1500 like-minded followers, author followers, reader followers. And, um, and I'm actually seeing a little bit of an increase in sales. And so I think the most important thing is you brand yourself. And my brand is um, stories where love makes all the difference. Whether Wonderful. it's whether it's my science fiction romances, whether it's right. my fantasy, um, whatever. That's my that's my author brand. Okay. So that's your theme that's gonna be through all your books. That that's what you mean by that? Right. And it's not necessarily being in love because love can mean so many different things, but you know, like, well, having the last name love kind of helps a little it bit. Sure with that. Does. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah, let's see, what was I saying? Oh, about, you know, the pieces to the puzzle. The to the and puzzle it's, right. it, it's, it's, a, it's being out there with your social presence. And then the second thing is, um, is finding writers and readers like you, because there is such a plethora of genres out there and subgenres, and it's finding your tribe, finding the people that love what you write. So I've been doing, um, going onto websites like Story Origin and Prolific Works and just different websites that will swap newsletters that will promote your book. Um, also, um, prior to release, it helps to lower the price on, you know, a, a previous book to spark interest. And yeah. there, like I said, there's so many pieces to the puzzle. Oh, we could be here for another probably two or three days. Yeah. <laughs> and, and maybe we should, maybe we should have a, do, do an author series. I'm just kidding, but I do. I, <laughs> right. That's right. <laughs> keep the, keep the thing, the thing, right? <laughs> well, that, uh, that's wonderful. So, um, so tell us a little bit, you know, give us a sneak peek on this new book that that's coming out on in, in March is, uh, um, we, we get, you said, you mentioned we get to see a little bit behind the portal. Right. Um, 
Well, without giving too much away from the first book, because I actually had written it as one book and my husband said, no, this needs to be two books because it was, I cut the ending way too short and there was so much more to tell. So I split the book in half. So just kind of a heads up, I do leave book one as a cliffhanger. Um, And so she, okay, this is a spoiler. So if you're listening to this and you don't want a spoiler, cover your ears and go blah, 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 blah. Okay, so in book one, the bad guy kidnaps her little brother. And so now her motivation to go through the portal is to go rescue her brother. Mm. But when she gets across or gets through the portal, they have other ideas for her and that she has a destiny. Excuse me. She has a destiny she has to fulfill. And so now she's like, oh, my gosh. How can I fulfill this destiny and rescue my brother at the same time? So, oh, that sounds that sounds great. You know, and it's funny. I, I listen to um, or I read some of the books that, that my kids read and, you know, and they're fun and they have dragons and stuff. But this sounds so exciting. I think they're really going to love it. I think it's going to be right right at their alley. And I'm I'm excited to, to read the first one. And uh yeah, and have and and have uh, you know get get uh, get ready for the second one. So that's 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 wonderful. Um, we're talking to Betsy Love. She's an author. Um, she writes under the pen name Lizzie Ann Love. She's uh, uh, ju- she's published book one in the Mystic Tales series, and which is called the Dragons, uh, the Dragon Keeper. And book two will be coming out in March, which again is. The Dragon Keeper's Destiny. Um, what else are you working on these days? What I mean, what what's your uh, what kind of things are you working on? What other projects you're doing? Um, what's what's coming up next for Betsy? <laughs> okay, you know how I got mad because they wouldn't take my book. Yes, <laughs> my first book. So I and and I've heard this several times that if you want to be successful, write to market. Well, right now the market is hot, hot, hot with um, small town cowboy romances. And I wrote a book a few years ago called um, "The Miracle of Joy." which is about an elf who um, accidentally turns into a human and has to find a wife for this little girl who she had written a letter to Santa Claus. And so that was her assignment. Well, she uses one of her miracles and turns into a human. Well, the whole thing takes place in a little tiny town in Texas called Miracle, Texas, which is um, a made up a made up town. So yeah. nobody could, I can't get in trouble with anybody. <laughs> that is a great <laughs> name. So, and I didn't intend for the miracle of joy to be um, part of a series, but as I thought about this town of miracle, I just got really excited and I thought, Oh, I could write all these cute little romances and I could add an element of, of magic in my Christmas books that I plan on including in this series. So I'm writing right now, small town, Texas cowboy romance, and I'm having so much fun. I have um, a reader magnet that is finished. It's just with my editor right now. And I have book one, in the series called The Miracle of Sweethearts Cafe, 
which is how the whole thing kind of got started because the most of the story revolves around the Sweethearts Cafe. Oh, fun. That sounds delightful. That sounds just... They're all clean. They're all sweet. I won't write anything that I wouldn't want a 12-year-old to read. Very good. And we're, and us parents are grateful for that. <laughs> well, I want to thank you. And, um, oh, so let, let's know what's the best. If somebody wants to get a hold of you, if somebody wants to follow you on Instagram, what, how would you like them to get in touch? How's the best way to find you? Well, you can find me at authorbetsylove.com. No, no, no. Just betsylove.com. Sorry. authorbetsylove.com. Um, at gmail.com is my email address. If you sign up for my newsletter at um, on my betsylove.com uh, website, you will get two free stories. Um, one is the first story in my science fiction uh, romance. It's called The Healer's Heart. And um, anyway, that's a five book series so far. Um Let's see. You can follow me on Instagram at author Betsy Love. I'm on TikTok at author Betsy Love and on Twitter. I think I'm Betsy Love author. For some reason, it got switched. I don't know why. But anyway, <laughs> those are the those are the, the the three main platforms I'm on. I'm also on Facebook just as uh, Betsy Love dash author. Okay. And we'll put all of those in the, in the links in the description um, of the, of the podcast. So, so if anybody wants to, you can just go to the description and, and find, um, find out what's happening in the world of Betsy Love author. <laughs> I want to, I want to thank you so much for, for being on the show, being part of And of Love Remains. Thank you so much for, for taking your time to, to tell us and to talk to us and, and share these wonderful stories and, and uh, you know, hopefully sell some books, right? Yes, it would. Yes, it would. Closer to my husband's retirement, so I can be his support now. There, there you go. There you go. Well, thank you, Betsy. What we? I have to have you on again. It was. This was a lot of fun. Oh my gosh, this was so much fun. I had a blast. And Mike, thank you so much for inviting me. This really has been fun. You are listening to End of Love Remains.